Nothing happens, of course. The absolute redness of the screen doesn't change one iota. Presumably, Mrs. Samuelson's blood continues to gush from the big hole I'm sure I've made in the biggest vein in her body, and there's nothing I can do about it. She's bleeding to death right before my eyes. Raw, primal panic slams over me with the force of a sledgehammer. I freeze, staring at the video monitor in disbelief, paralyzed by what's happening, still holding the camera and sucker but doing nothing. The blood, inscrutable and indifferent, stares back. I suddenly wish I were somewhere, anywhere, but here. I feel as if I plunged over my head into a frigid, roiling black ocean, and I'm completely disoriented and don't know which way to swim to get to the surface. All I want to do at this moment is drop everything and run home and hide in a closet and hope all this crap just goes away and everything goes back to the way it was before the bleeding started. Shit, shit, shit. It's all my fault. Steve. Luis is frantically tugging at the sleeve of my gown. My fault. Holy shit, Steve! Luis screams. My fault, my fault, my fault. Do something! Let's convert! Holy shit! He's practically yanking my arm off now in an attempt to get my attention. Convert. Convert! Convert? Right. Convert. I've got to convert. Right now. Luis has managed to pull me back into reality, to jerk me to the surface of that dark ocean by reminding me that the only option we have at this point is to pull out all of our laparoscopic instruments and make as big an incision as possible in Mrs. Samuelson's side so we can stick our hands inside her body and control the bleeding the old-fashioned way. To convert as quickly as we can from a minimally invasive surgical procedure to a maximally invasive one. It's the only shot we have at saving her life. Call Dr. Lassiter! Now! 911! I yell to no one in particular over Zeppelin, which is still playing in the background. Give me a scalpel! We're going to convert! And turn off that goddamn music! I quickly open all the laparoscopic valves to let the carbon dioxide out of Mrs. Samuelson's belly. It escapes with an angry hiss, and her abdomen deflates like a popped balloon. Luis and I start ripping the sterile sheets off so we can make a bigger incision in the skin. But the adhesive strips that hold the sheets to her body cling to our gloves and quickly become tangled like pieces of scotch tape that stick to your fingers when you're trying to break them off from the dispensing roll. Luis and I curse and fumble, losing precious seconds and even more precious blood as we try to peel them off our gloves. The cardiac monitor is really going now. Mrs. Samuelson's heart rate, which had been perking along at a nice, normal 70 beats per minute a moment ago, is up to 180. The individual discrete beeps that signify each separate heartbeat are beginning to merge into a single, high-pitched, plaintive whine. That's a really bad sign. More ominous still, Mrs. Samuelson's abdomen is rapidly expanding again, filling up now not with carbon dioxide, but with the blood that's supposed to be pumping through her arteries and veins, but is instead now gushing ineffectually into her belly. What a fucking flail. Her pressure's dropping, Susan calls out loudly. Too loudly. She sounds even more scared than I feel. She's down to 60 systolic. The anesthesia attending arrives a second later and immediately takes control, forcing fluid and medications into Mrs. Samuelson's bloodstream to keep her blood pressure up 
while he calmly calls for emergency blood. But all that barely registers because Luis and I have finally managed to get the sterile sheets off and expose enough of Mrs. Samuelson's skin to make a bigger incision. I seize the scalpel from the nurse and, in spite of my hand, which trembles like a leaf in a hurricane, manage to quickly carve a large incision that reaches first across her ribcage, then down her abdomen toward her belly button. As I slide the blade down the length of her body, the scalpel in my hand and the sight of her skin parting like an opening mouth give me new resolve. I clutch the scalpel like a life preserver, dumping my will into its steel. I've got to do something, anything, and this is the only thing I can do. I slice through Mrs. Samuelson's flank and abdominal muscles and enter the area immediately.